0: Welcome to the official podcast where the bombs get thrown. I'm your host, Me Shayla Bogan, and I introduce to you the Mike Bomb Podcast. Enjoy. I was, I-, I-, I was born to do. 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 I've been sitting right here, looking in this room, all through the night, trying to. Wrap- in of my life in this mic it's been a fight just to get them to listen and pay attention punch until my knuckles are bleeding they made a dent not to mention ain't got a dollar to my all right so welcome to the Mike bomb podcast with your hosts me shayla your co-host kayla lewis and well yeah just welcome um obviously we're here we're giving a recap of nfl week one and along with the wmba finals so Let's just start with the NFL. Uh, I think I can speak for both of us that this week was just the most absurd week ever in football in a long time. It was rough. Like, it was
1: rough out here in these streets.
0: Yeah, it's just <laughs> extremely crazy because the ending of the games, the way the games went, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, oh my God, that game took me took like at least a good five years off of me two to five years obviously 23 now I feel like I'm 25 hitting my 30s (laughs) that's how that's how much back and forth it was I was gonna say
1: are you okay over there like I feel like yours was a little less or a little more chaotic than mine
0: (laughs) yeah 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 um all the way because well your game ended in the tie but it's like I was yeah, but
1: we also cut our kicker. Yesterday. Yeah.
0: Both kickers missed in my game. Like Chris Boswell missed, it hit the it hit the dang post, then you had McPherson missing. I'm like, "Oh god, does anybody want to win today but our defense?" <laughs> does anybody <laughs> want to win? And it's like I didn't know. It was at one point I was afraid Cincinnati was going to come back and win and I'm like, "You know what? If this happens, Fire the offense. This is your fault.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't even know who to blame in our game. I'm out of market, so I was unable – I was able to catch highlights, but I wasn't able to watch the game. And, obviously, my family family is still in the Indy area. Um, yeah. So, my dad was like – "When I by the time I, like, looked and started doing something else – I was just like, oh, we're, we're going to lose. Because last time I checked the score, it was 20 to 6. One of my friends was like, are you okay? And I was like, I think we're losing. I've just given up. And he's like, no, y'all are tied. And I was like, oh, we are tied and there's 10 seconds left. Next thing I know, our kicker missed Yeah. That's- the winning kick in the overtime. And I was just like, we're starting it's- off great.
0: <laughs> right. It was just to the point where you couldn't even... You can't even put in your head all that happened. It was like, I went to sleep partially from the Dallas and the Tampa Bay game because I was so worn out from what I saw 1 p.m. games. And then here we are back here again for another 1 p.m. game Tuesday. So it's like Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, obviously the defense is what won the Steelers that game. Then Chris Boswell, he made up for missing that field goal first trial. Um, more of the story, man, I don't get it. See, and then now you got, remember when I told you all the Bengal fans was in my mentions saying how they were going to dance on this defense now wants to use this defense as an excuse of why they lost the game, even though they were the ones to like force the five turnovers, you were supposed to dance on them. You were supposed to just come in here and blank up destroyed them in your season home opener and you didn't your offense first of all the pick six was like the first score of the game that put the Steelers on the board you take that away you possibly could have won that game it's just so funny because everything goes back to that high power offense that was supposed to just dominate regardless of who was missing who wasn't now they want to use every excuse in the book and it was to a point they looked they whooped them so bad on that offensive line. TJ's now hurting out for a month. That's how bad the beatdowns was. And honestly, it was a, was like it was a peck injury, right? Could, uh, yeah. It would have been a blowout, but we dodged a bullet with TJ, though. We definitely did because what was feared to be a season ended is only like he's only going to be missing for one fourth of the season, which. I'm perfectly content with our schedule, with who we play, where we're playing them at. I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't think, you know, we would need TJ Watt for that. I don't think we should need him to carry the load for against the Patriots, the Browns, and then you have, I forgot who else, the Jets. Those should be wins regardless because, come on, look look what we have, look what they have.
1: How do you feel about the Browns squeaking out a win with all of the controversy that they've got going
0: on? Oh my God. Cleveland. Yeah. I was shocked. I picked Carolina to win that game at home. Um, I was shocked Jacoby Brissett really went into Carolina, which is now Baker's turf pretty much with Christian McCaffrey in his corner and beat him. Obviously the Browns kicker is the MVP of that game They because he won them the game. Um, but Baker, obviously, rightfully so, bitter about the loss. You could say not too happy about it because the way the Browns treated him at the end with the Deshaun Watson trade and the contract negotiations, et cetera, versus how they lost the game. So.
1: Right. And I mean, granted, Jacoby only had one touchdown. I'm not going to debate that his his performance was not great. Um, But I know a lot of people will probably agree with what I'm about to say and I know a lot of people think he is very stuck up and comes off kind of as an asshole for the lack of a better word um and I again I might be biased because his time in India with the Colts was lined up with my time with India and the Colts and um as somebody that knows him somewhat well um He's that way with everybody. Um, he doesn't just come off that way. He's just a little bit less of an asshole if he likes you. Um, but, like, th- like, I don't know if it's the same in the Browns locker room, um, but he had the Colts locker room 100% behind him. Like, they loved him as a leader, so I'm hoping that their next game he can have his life in order and give them more than one touchdown. Because the talent, like if the talent, is there. I just don't know why it doesn't show up in games. Yeah, like, I can't. Just, I can't explain that at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously, the way you feel about the Browns right now is how I feel about the Bengals. <laughs> the talent is there. That that was my favorite week. That was my and people gonna be like, oh, even though it took five years off of you because that's your team, mm-hmm. it's just it's not even the fact that the Steelers won. It's the fact that their fans, you know, their players, even their media outlets from the Bengals just talked so much crap (laughs) and for the for an underdeveloped I will say I'm expecting to see better this week and beyond coming up but as an underdeveloped Steelers offense the fact that they took you to the wire or you had to go to the wire with them people say that's a bad sign for the Steelers but this is what you was expecting from them based off your sport takes. You was not expecting Cincinnati to have five turnovers with a pick six. It's just, I don't get how that part gets overlooked. They were supposed to dance on this defense that caused this, and you didn't. If anything, it's like Mika Fitzpatrick had the most fun with Joe Burrow throws, arguably more than any of them besides Jamar Chase, who regardless had a great game. Obviously, the middle finger pitcher is now is now viral. So you would definitely see a lot of that on social media. But it's just like, what happened? Let's let's just explain the part that the side of the ball that was supposed to win you the game is what lost you the game. And now you want to make up excuses. But what they didn't get, this dealer defense is just coming together. They didn't give a crap about, they did not factor in the Steelers defense and what their abilities are and what they're capable of doing when they're all on the field and when they're all healthy. They did not give a crap. They just say, you know what, this off, they compared offense to offense and rightfully so because on paper, Cincinnati does look like the better offense. And based off back the, these past two years, you can definitely argue that. But it's just like, you were supposed to destroy this defense that you knew this offense was coming into this game with. And you didn't, you didn't. It's like,
1: look, there's a win in the win column. I'm zero, zero and one right now um, (laughs) against the conference opponent. Um, But again, I mean, for, for me, I'm, I will, I will give the Colts all of the excuses at the moment, Darius Leonard. Well, Shaquille Leonard um it wasn't playing exactly coming off of back surgery and all that and he's a big voice and kind of motivator and not having his presence on the field I feel like that's the only reason it was so tight but also as offensively T.Y. Hilton is was a huge factor in those Houston games um and we he's you know he was you know watching at home, coming off, watching his kid play at one of the local high schools and dominating on the high school field. He's, you know, in dad mode now. Um, But I don't know if anybody caught it, but there's a clip of uh, Michael Pittman Jr. doing TY's celebration dance um, after one of his touchdowns. But again, like, you know, that's a huge missing energy factor that you don't have on the field in a game like this and um ty was the king of petty every time the colts went into uh houston i can't remember if it lined up with halloween um a few years back but ty walked in to the texan stadium with a clown mask on and dominated that game and I believe we also won so again that's a, another big presence like you presence in like veteran mentality that you no longer have in yeah. that locker room granted TY has been with or had been with the team for several years and you know just kind of been plagued with injury the last three years so I mean Maybe it was time to let him go and not re-sign him. But again, like that's another big offensive presence that you just you miss. So now you're depending on a young receiver's core to get you through it. And in my honest opinion, the keeping of Ashton Dolan over a TY Hilton not my favorite thing just because you know you you, again you had that veteran presence and then you know bringing back in Reggie Wayne who like whenever the league decides to let him in to the Hall of Fame should probably do that but again like having Reggie Wayne who like literally passed the torch to TY like as far as like this is your team your wide receivers room now like Could you imagine those two together? Like Yeah,
0: that would have
1: been on a coach player relationship, like given how they started.
0: Yeah, that that would have been nasty. I would not want to play that duo. I'm
1: just I'm just saying, but you know, they they when I was there, they didn't they didn't pay me for those those takes. I am strictly a couch analyst of the Colts now. So clearly you have to take my takes with a grain of salt.
0: I mean. You make some valid points here. Um, Not having Ty Hilton does is like a type of blow to your uh, wide receiving room. So that could have probably, you know, you probably could have used them last Sunday against the Texans. But let's just think about it. It's just the fact that you know you didn't have Leonard there. So that right there is another factor. That's arguably your best defensive player. He is, you know, the TJ Watt of your defense. And then it's just, you just wasn't there just yet healthy, health-wise. And people don't understand how well divisional games can really play out for either party, not just within the conference, but within your division. And it's like this, pretty much the energy that you will bring into a conference game, depending on, you know, the importance of the game and how it can factor your seating within the conference you're going to come with in a divisional game with like a whole nother energy because these are your rivals. Like I understand the Steelers are going to come out this Sunday full blasted. Obviously it's the home opener. They want to make up for the loss last year to the Raiders in their home opener. More importantly, they got some unfinished business with the Patriots. So definitely looking forward to that as I will be attending. But I already knew they want to get their hands more on Joe Burrow than they want to get their hands on Mac Jones because they don't know much about Mac Jones yet, but they know about Joe Burrow. They heard the things that were said and they just say, you know what? You're not doing this again with us. You're not. We're got to teach you a lesson and we're about to teach you a cold-blooded lesson of why the AFC North is what it is within physicality and why it's been this way for years. And the crazy thing about all of that is that everyone wants to sit here. And it's just that game. I don't know. I really don't have much words instead. I'm just happy that the Steelers won that game, but I'm expecting a better performance this week. And, you know, at home against the Patriots, who is clearly not on paper as good as the Bengals are offensively, but Divisional games, conference games can come with different type of energy, if that makes sense. Because like I said, these guys in your conference are like your semi-rivals, but then the people in your division, the teams in your division that you play are like your bitter rivals. Like the Steelers and the Ravens, you can expect more physicality and a way different type of energy in that upcoming matchup than you can in this upcoming matchup against the Patriots. But you can also say that about the Steelers and the Bengals last week compared to this week's matchup because it's just like,
1: yeah. Well, at least are, one of us feels confident show. in our divisional yeah. game yeah. um, that's th- that's coming up this week. We're playing Jacksonville <laughs> in Jacksonville, and I will have to go back and double-check this stat, but I don't believe we've won in Jacksonville since 2012.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: Oh, um man. And... That's the game last season that cost us the playoffs. Yeah. So again, we're coming off a, you know, division tie going on the road to another road game that we haven't won in quite a while. Um, so I, I, like I said, I'm glad one of us feels confident um, in um, our team. Oh. <laughs> I'm semi-confident. You
0: know, I'm semi-confident. I won't say I'm fully confident because I know the history between the Steelers and Patriots. And I feel like if this is the time for the Steelers to take advantage, it will be now. Take advantage right now with Mac Jones coming in banged up with or without TJ Watt there.
1: How are we feeling about that 820 game um, with the Bears and the Packers?
0: That's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, It depends on where it's at. I think Uh it might be in Green Bay, but if it's in Green Bay, I'm picking the Packers. Yep, it's at Lambeau. Yeah, yeah. I got my money on the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to bounce back. I think that offense is going to bounce back. Even though Justin Fields had an impressive performance this past Sunday against the 49ers, um, he was at home, and going to Lambeau Field is hard. It's hard to win there. People don't understand that, but people are so you know hard on Aaron Rodgers because postseason-wise, he hasn't been that much successful there. But um have to season, show up
1: to be successful or unsuccessful,
0: right? <laughs> but post-I mean, regular season correct me, he's been that dude. Like, you know, I can't recall the last time I'd seen anyone. Outside of the postseason, go into Lambeau Field and beat Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers since AR has taken over for Brett Favre in 2010. So it's it's gonna be tough for the Bears. Can the Bears pull it off? Obviously, yes, because it's football. Anyone can get beat on any Sunday on any given day or any given Sunday which you and I both know from week one, that's what it taught us.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: it's one thing to take away from that. in one sentence, anybody, anytime, any place, anywhere can get beat because anything can happen in the NFL. You don't know on paper. You are like, okay, we can pick this team because we like what we see. But when, you know, the games go live and it's like, it's here. It's a whole nother story. And, that's what we saw it's like we were not expecting this we were not ready for this but we're glad that we got it because now we know the season that we're we're most likely going to be getting and it's going to be a great one regardless but the Bears and the Packers game I'm gonna go with for safer for safer bet I'm gonna (laughs) go with the Packers there I think Aaron Rodgers is going to chew up his receivers in practice today. You can expect a big game for Dylan and Aaron Jones in the run game. Um, Chicago definitely has questions there defensively, but in their run game, in their run defense. So I'm definitely picking them. Plus I'm not ready to put my money on Justin Fields over Aaron Rodgers, especially with it being in Lambeau Field. So yeah, I'm going to pick the Packers for that game, but I think the game is going to be better than a lot of people think it is based off the way it looks on paper.
1: I I don't disagree in, I, I'm going to give this to the Packers, but I will say from what I've heard, and I can't give away specifics of where I heard this from, <laughs> um, but um, you know, just hearing... Um, just hearing, you know, from, from people around the team, Justin's been putting in work and it's not necessarily being reported on. Um, it's getting, it's gotten to the point where it's just like, Justin, you need to go home and like, not think about football. Um, like you need to go home and not work. Like it's been put on security's radar, like send his ass home, like, so he can get rest. <laughs> um, like just... Tell him to turn around don't let him in the building so he can rest so i felt like justin feels like he might have a little bit to prove um so he's gonna he's i mean especially going up against somebody like aaron Rodgers is regardless of how you feel about his off-field nonsense like you can't argue that aaron is a beast like you can so i think justin's
0: undefined
1: yeah um so i think justin's taking that into account and like i feel like He's also probably, you know, given the rest of the guys on his offense a little piece of his mind, you know, going into next week to be like, yo, we, we got to have it together. Um, Definitely. Especially with that being a big rival.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think Chicago defense, though, took kind or, you know, took kind to the words that Aaron Rodgers said when he pretty much told their fans that I own you when they went to Chicago, I believe was week Not five, here. week six. Yeah. It I was that like that. And I'm like, you really just told the Chicago Bears the
1: whole fan
0: base, right? That you own, that you owned them in their home base. That was like, that's like Ben in his prime or Ben when he was here going to Cleveland, telling Browns fans, oh yeah, yeah. I own you.
1: It's just. hey,
0: that wow. was a, Let just, me,
1: that's let, I mean, uh, let me hold my, why don't you just hold my dick? That's pretty much what that conversation said to me. Hold yeah. my dick and watch this. Forget <laughs> hold my beer, hold my dick and. <laughs> this yeah. Is where we that's, are. I'm like.
0: The fact that he just said that, the fact that he blatantly came out of his mouth and said that, and it was only a one point score, I don't see. I'm I'm an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. So
1: So I've been watching Justin for a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah, been watching him for a minute. So I definitely could tell you a lot about Justin Fields. And that's why I'm really praying that Chicago does something with him because. You got your quarterback. You just need an o line. He just needs some weapons. You know a defense that can hold and will. You'll see a lot in Justin Fields. He's honestly, to me, arguably if not definitely, the best quarterback that year that got taken out that year in the draft. So it's like, and people are gonna call me biased because I am a Buckeyes fan. But if you would have saw. What I've seen in at Ohio State, and you will see it slowly transitioning into the NFL. Then you would agree. You will be like, okay. You may have your disagreements and kinks here and there within that statement, but you will be like, yeah, I can definitely see this. This is why he was taken. I believe it was fifth overall in the draft, or I forgot where the Bears landed that year. But that guy's going to be motivated, and he understands that is. It's partially do or die this year for him because based off what happened to him last year, they got rid of Matt Nagy. They put him in a new system. So far, he's doing, you know, good numbers. He's not turning the ball over. Uh, a,
1: former, a former Colts system, might I add. Um, yeah. but that's neither that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, the, the
0: Colts, take it as you may. <laughs> right, yeah. The Colts <laughs> are known for being a great offensive team. They're known for being that um now if we could just
1: stick with a quarterback that's under the age of 35 longer than a year but yeah. we'll say that for another we'll say that for when our teams play each other to have that
0: <laughs> yeah Matt Ryan I mean if Ben would have came back he would have been 40 so we we're <laughs> right there but um we would have been right there but um moral of the story is it's like we can expect a good game from Justin Fields but I think it's just Aaron Rodgers experience can come into factor If the Bears defense, though, can slow down Aaron Rodgers and his receiving core, then then we could be having a whole nother discussion because we know what Justin Fields can do to to a defense individually with his mobility, his ability to read the defense, even though there's some little work to be done there, but he's only in his second year. So you cannot expect him to have a five-year experience skill in two years within a bad organizational skill organizational set like the Chicago Bears you can't do it they are developing I must give them credit they did look very good I did not expect them to beat the 49ers they did just that in the most craziest weather because it's like they were they were celebrating in puddles and I'm I'm like you know what I am done with week one that's right there. I'm like at the Cincinnati game at the you guys game and then that I'm like, you know what? 1 p.m. games, I am done with week one. Give me four, <laughs> give me four o'clock games and just give me the night game. But week one of the 1 p.m. games worn me out so badly, I can't even I could I stayed through the 4 p.m. games, but I stayed like I went to sleep, woke back up to the Dallas and the Tampa Bay game, which is semi a crazy outcome with the bucks scoring not scoring that many points but holding dallas to three that's something we can get into a little right now
1: but um how do you feel about all that craziness going on at the same time as the WNBA finals god i think they are really screwing
0: these ladies over with that um because here's the deal, here's, here's, here's where I got a problem with. And I'm not sure who creates the schedule when the games are, but if you want the WNBA to get tons of views and reach millions of views, you're not to have the WNBA on the same times as the NFL. You should have had it on the day before. So if you know NFL is here, have WNBA on Saturday you know, have it on Saturday or have it on Friday. Do not put it on a Thursday. Do not put it on a Sunday or Monday, because here's the deal. As much as you and I both love the WNBA, we we must admit we, we love and we support them, especially me. But I know as of right now, they can't compete with the NFL who's been around for a hundred seasons versus them who's been around for only 30 years. It's just, nearly impossible if not exactly impossible and we both know and this is a sad case that you have a lot of fans that just don't give a damn about women's sports as much as they care about men and then you're gonna have
1: that was women, not
0: good for you spian and uh,
1: wi- women women or WNBA fans fight me later um I, I i know i'm gonna like sound like a terrible woman in sports saying this I. I did not watch any games on Sunday. Like, the WNBA wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. Like, I was more – I didn't even look at scores on ESPN's app. My focus was on what does week one look like for the NFL. So – Yeah. And, you know, granted, this schedule was set in stone and released prior to the NFL releasing their schedule. So the NFL could have adjusted – but I think they knew what they were doing. I knew that they, I'm pretty sure they knew that they could get the ratings over the WNBA. Granted, granted, I will say, I think if this was a Candace Parker Sue Bird situation might be a little bit different given that this was Sue's last year. And you know, but if we're being completely honest with ourselves, Candace might be out soon, too,
0: yeah,
1: um, like that probably would have gotten more of my attention and interest, but the teams that we've got now, like I'm just like, oh okay, that's 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 cool and all but like what what is the what is the NFL talking about right now um was like I said, that was my Sunday. like I was more concerned and in, in into what the nfl was doing and again i i get you know women sports fans might be mad at me not only for from that standpoint that i was more concerned about the nfl when you know they've had they've had instances that show that you know women fans aren't their top priority um especially you know like we mentioned the brown situation like which again feel about that how you may um that's Neither here nor there. I can definitely say, you know, as a woman in sports, that I can't say that there's not an air of caution, um, you know, that like I have like around players, and you know, just a sense of mindfulness, um, you know, given situations like that. Um, and I like I completely hear and understand that argument, but at the same time, like um, we can't we can't argue the fact of you know. There are some. There are sometimes, sometimes that the product from a women's sports perspective is not there. But like you and I have previously talked about, watching our women's soccer national team, hmm. like I will, I will gladly give them my viewership over our our men's national team because they're more interesting to watch. And again, as you and I have discussed, um, I watched a lot of women's college softball um this past summer again I was working with college softball partially and I I honestly did never had any exposure to it so I didn't know how exciting it was so I was like okay like y'all gained a fan I don't know completely what's going on I mean I know baseball rules so I'm hoping those translate over similarly but like I didn't know how interesting that was and was mad interested in you know following some of the stories of some of the players like in that and then i mean even now well even before the whole duke um and byu volleyball situation like i really didn't pay that much attention to college volleyball and i was just like i didn't know how intense volleyball games
0: yeah they can so
1: again don't get me wrong like there are definitely some products that i wish people did pay more attention to and i can attest that like until I was involved myself in certain women's sports like I just didn't know that you know that product was there and you know you can argue that that's because it's the product's not pushed to get that viewership but at the same time like it's not promoted yeah it's not promoted but like again if you're gonna offer me NFL season week one yeah like at the same time as the WNBA I'm going to take week one of nfl football right um and just because you know like i said had it been candace and sue bird i might have felt a little bit differently but again it's the product right. like
0: it's about just who you two. have um, right i'm pretty bummed that we're not getting that because we had candace and diana the previous freaking finals i'm like come on y'all, lord why couldn't my girl candace <laughs> get sue bird and diana Um, but yeah, like the WNBA finals, obviously game three will be, I think, you know, Wednesday and then you have game four scheduled for that. I believe that Thursday, that Friday,
1: um, which the Thursday again is exact. Like, like I just said, like you're putting it up against Thursday night football, which is not fair.
0: And then the Chargers and the Chiefs are playing in Arrowhead. That that's stupid on the WNBA. You know that you're not going to be able to get more views. I don't. You're just now starting to peak public proper viewership within publicity. You are still developing that audience gravitation, but it's just like
1: I don't. But I, with that, with them being about thirty years old, should that still be
0: a no situation no, that no, they're no. dealing with? No, I don't think so. But just for a viewership standpoint, and the fact that you know, like this, it's like, okay, let's flip it to another to one other day of the week that we know football is not going to be on because now no one has an excuse to not watch us. You know what I mean? Just from that standpoint. But like you said, Aces and the Suns, the Suns can be a real legit team, but we all know now who's going to win. I think Chicago and Las Vegas would have been a way better matchup than this because you got, Kate. you know, you got Candace Parker, you had Caleb Copper, you got Courtney Vandersloot versus Chelsea Gray, you know, Kelsey um, Plum, then you have Aja Wilson, and as Becky Hammond, you know, that would have definitely been like, OK, we got to watch this, because when you think of the WNBA right now, you think of those players, you know, you don't really right. think of much of anyone from the Connecticut Sun. But the Sun had other plans. They defeated the Skies, surprisingly, in Chi-Town, which is why we're getting this matchup. You can definitely, though, put your money on the Aces to have a sweep because if they could be Bird with Brianna Stewart on them and Tina Charles and all them girls in Seattle, and then they could beat Natasha with, you know, with the mother girls and um, Washington, yeah. then I don't see how they can't wrap it up in Connecticut. I really don't. So I'm predicting a sweep for that one. i really am. I, I see the aces sweeping and they just went in the WNBA finals. Cause I don't think the sun has what it takes to keep up with the aces. The aces is just too much for anyone to overcome. They really are. Maybe the sky because the experience level, but anyone else in the Eastern Conference, I don't see it at all. I don't.
1: And I know what I'm about to say. The next few points I'm about to say are going to be very okay, boomer-ish. Um, so I'm just putting that warning label out there. Um, so I my prime of watching WNBA was closer to the time of its starting Um, so you can do the math on how old I am if you would like Um, and to further help with that math I'm talking Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops, early Lisa Leslie yeah um, Um. and Tina Thompson like those that's That's what I'm saying, um, where my crime in watching the WNBA was saying, or started and like, see, like if we're being, well, let me, before I get into this, I, to any of our listeners that fall into this category, please do not take this in a disrespectful manner. This is just more so Me noting like how it has changed in my experience of watching, um, and experiencing, like yeah, to now. During that time frame, the fan base, or not not so much the fan. Well, yeah, the fan base and the fan experience of WNBA games was more so catered to. Like, if we're being honest, it was more catered to cisgender. You know. To gender families, like that's kind of how it started, and as we like gravitated and you know moved to now, like the idea that we've got a player that identifies as—I mean, I'm sure there are plenty more—but we, to my knowledge, and please correct me if I'm wrong, like to now we've got a player that you know identifies as gender neutral. Do you know how many like people would have gasped in the 90s <laughs> that there is a player that is identifying as like gender neutral? Like that that would have never like happened. And you know, there was like there were, like I said, more fan experiences that were geared toward, you know, like I said, cisgendered two gen- like two gendered parent households. Um like I like for example there was a a autograph signing for different it must have been like an all-star weekend sort of thing there was an autograph session where all these players are there and every every player full made-up face and huge earrings etc like you know and again I said like I said more geared toward family centered now that's not necessarily Thing, but that's that's where we are, and I mean, I've, the product is just different.
0: Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, but we are expecting better. Um, that's all that me and her both have for you, me and Kayla both have for you. This episode, if you'll like, we'll definitely be talking more about sports and things like that. The next episode, thank you to you all for watching the Mike Bomb podcast. This is Welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast, the podcast where the bombs get thrown. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode. This is your host, May Shayla, exiting out. But before I do... Hey, hey, this is my night, hey, this is my pain, hey, this is my life, life, this is what I was born to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I was born to do yeah, Every new day, day, every new night, night every new stage, hey, up, every yeah, new fight, fight mind, this is what born born born, I was born to, do. Born to I fall to my knees every night and I pray Asking Lord let him hear, I got something to say There's a fear out there and it's coming your way Don't let it stop you from living for what you were made